KS Mocha presents Ralph Pugai. I'm Io, and today we'll be interviewing Ralph on the exhibition that he did here at King just a few months ago. But first, it's time for Question of the Day. This is Azariah, and I'm Sean, and we have some questions for you, if you wouldn't mind. Oh, my favorite artist? Like, um, like, like painting or sculpture, that kind of artist? So I remember when I was younger in the Los Angeles County Museum of Art, one of the first pieces of art I remember seeing is by an artist named David Hockney. He's an artist that lives in California, but he's British, but he lives in L.A. And he had this painting that's like the whole size of the room. Like it's super long. And I just remember being really little and like looking up at this huge painting and thinking like it's really colorful and really vibrant. And it's like a landscape of... Um, the hills of LA and I remember thinking that was really amazing so that's I like David Hockney for that memory that he's given me who's your favorite artist um gosh how about my favorite designer yeah my favorite designer is Jessica Hitch and she's a really cool letterer like she would draw all of these letters by hand and she's like the, one of the most amazing designers um, these days yeah. Okay. Now back to the interview. How are you doing today, Ralph? I'm good. How are you doing today, Aya? Pretty good. Um, let's start with um, why why did you decide to come and do an exhibition here at King? Um, I was invited by uh, colleagues that I have at uh, PSU at the School of Art and Design over there, who just so happened to be um, also the co-founders of KS Mocha over here. Um, so you're a teacher. Where, where do you teach? Like, what kind of art do you teach? Uh, I teach different stuff. So I've taught drawing before. I've taught painting um, I've taught a class called Art and Trauma, so it's like sometimes they're about like techniques and then sometimes they're about subject matter and then um, right now I also teach a class called Space, which is all about um, thinking about different things that you might be able to do in a room or like just space in general, like outside or something. What would you describe um, the theme of the the exhibition that you did here do you think oh excursions it was um i would say that the theme for that kind of like went all over the place like um the drawings had different subject matter there's like i think a drawing in it called halloween with dad where it's um a dad that's in a costume with um, his kids is what I imagined, and they're like in front of a fence that's similar to a fence that um, of a cemetery that's close to where I live. Um, but I think for me, um, I was thinking about the environment here, which is like a school, and you know, some of my favorite experiences when I was in school was going on field trips, um, and so it seemed interesting to sort of like just try to create a series of works where I tried to approach the work that I was making based on 
um, what I enjoyed about field trips, which is encountering or like seeing things that I might not normally see in the environment where I live. Um, when did you start doing art? Um, I guess I had like a photography phase in high school, but I didn't really start doing art until I was in college here in Portland. So when I was in community college, um, I would take different classes and I like probably switched six different majors while I was in community college or something. And then after that, um, I ended up moving to Portland because I wanted to go to a university to get a degree and so I applied to Portland State and I think when I went to Portland State I was an architecture major <laughs> but the week after school started it snowed really hard and I've never lived anywhere where there was a lot of snow and so like I remember us having a, a really hard assignment right off the bat because I came into school late like in the winter as opposed to the fall so I missed out on some classes that I was supposed to have taken. And so it felt like I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and so I just dropped all of the classes that I was taking. <laughs> and then I changed all the classes. I, so I took an English class and then I took a drawing class and fell in love with the drawing class. And so from there I was like, oh, this feels good. Um, I'm just gonna continue taking classes like this. Um, when do you think you really found your style of, like, your preferred style of art um, that you do now? Probably when I was, like, 28 or something. And I think it, it was, like, a really awkward transition. Before then, I was making these collages, and I was, like, working with sculptures. Um, but then somehow when I went to graduate school, um, I didn't really know what I was trying to do and so I would like continue to make collages but then I started like delving into like colored pencil and draw like drawing and painting and everyone was telling me that the drawings and paintings that I was making all my classmates told me that they were kind of ugly and so like you know that kind of hurt my feelings for a little bit and then I just thought to myself well maybe I'll just like continue making ugly paintings and drawings and I just kind of owned it. And then from there, slowly after I got over like personalizing what ugly means, um, it just started feeling really good. And once it started feeling really good, then it felt like the painting started being good. Um, I got my groove essentially <laughs> is what ended up happening. Um, I know a lot of your pieces have sort of a story connected to them. What do, what do you think really inspired you to put, you know, have all of your work have a elaborate story behind it? Well, so it was like when I was growing up, I was like an avid TV watcher. And I think how they can like keep you suspended into watching them was something that I wanted my paintings to have as well and so I think that that definitely informs um, the desire to have like really interesting subject matter in my work but also I, you know there's this um, there's this concept in art and design called attention value and attraction value so attraction value like let's say for example in a painting right so attraction value is the thing that makes you 
approach a painting and makes you want to look at it. And then attention value is the thing that makes you look at it for a really long time. And I, with my work, I always try to figure out, well, how do I, how can I keep somebody looking at this thing that's not moving? And I think that goes with, um, with being an artist too. I think um, it's really important for artists to give themselves time to appreciate what it is that they do by just looking at them otherwise you're you're it, it feels like you're not like that's like just looking at something for a really long time is also part of the work i think mm-hmm. um because then you're you know in the back of your head like you're taking pleasure at well one you're taking pleasure in what it is that you're doing right but then two it's also a way for you to without even thinking about it really try to figure out what it is that works with something and then naturally, you just kind of like move towards doing similar things with other things that you're doing because you want that good feeling to continue to emanate or like um, be part of like other works that you do in the future. And you know, um, for your work, I even as just a kid, I see that as like when I go over, I want to learn more. Like, what what's the story behind that? Um, like the mural, say, um, that you did in our, our school is really, um, like, since I live in this neighborhood and I've been going to this school for a while, I can recognize it and I like to, and I have go over and study it like, oh, I, I recognize these places or, like, something that is able to, um, especially when you do a connection to where you're doing the work, uh, you, the viewers have a connection to see. Yeah, it's like it's I think it's always good to see things that are familiar and like um, because it makes you well, it reminds you of thing your own memories about those places. Right. Um, So it made sense for me and my friend Ross to invite um, students at King School to figure out what it is that they wanted to see in the mural. And so, you know, the the places that you see in the mural like mama pauline's and alberta market those are places um that came up when uh ross decided to um take some of the students that we were working with around the neighborhood to take pictures and then from there From there, we were able to gather ideas of how we wanted to recreate the neighborhood. But the neighborhood isn't ne- isn't necessarily that accurate to the actual map of the neighborhood. It's you see some roads that are going uphill or across the river. I don't know if there's an, a river close by and, you know, those houses um, that are on the side. I don't know if those are actual houses from the neighborhood but we just tried to imagine like what types of things could uh, potentially like exist in the neighborhood like, yeah like symbolize the the whole as the neighborhood yeah um thank you for talking with us today it was an honor to have you on the show thank you so much happy to be here ks mocha is the king school museum of contemporary art inside mlk junior school in northeast portland 
KS Mocha presents was produced, engineered, and created by us, the KS Mocha Martin Luther King Jr. School Podcast Club. Make sure to check us out at KS Mocha or look us up at ksmocha.com so you don't miss out on any of our upcoming KS Mocha events. Thanks for listening.